Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is the ACC tailgate here on the Sunday evening. Lawton Swan hanging out with you as we do each and every Sunday at 7 o'clock. Wednesdays at 7 o'clock as well. The ACC tailgate, a part of Chris Landry Football, the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football. The other great way that you can be a part of the show is to comment right here while you are watching the show live with us, we also appreciate and value all of your shares and make sure that you are a continued part of the Chris Landry Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football. Got a lot of great shows, a lot of great programs covering the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the ACC. Everybody's covered. I'm telling you, like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, we'll take care of you. LandryFootball.com, also the website, and you can follow Chris Landry and the team over on Twitter, at LandryFootball. And boy, there is a plethora of great podcasts out there, and we are headed towards potentially a college football season again. Uh, this thing turns on a dime, man. You can't keep your you, you got your head on a swivel trying to follow things when it comes to the storylines in college football from writers who people accuse of being negative Nancy's to naysayers to people who are out there pumping that we should be out playing college football. And you know that, that if you had to lick a Corona stick to get out there on the gridiron, I mean that's where people are at this point with these conversations. And we're going to talk a lot about that today here on the program because to be honest with you, it can feel like from my perspective and I've been somebody that came out back in late June and and people didn't like the take you know I host a two-hour daily program called Clemson Sports Talk and that show is heard across the state of South Carolina on the iHeartRadio app we have a Twitch channel as well and we actually got it fired up and broadcasting over there I figured why not two birds one stone right so you can comment uh, while you're watching the show today the ACC tailgate but here's the thing it is incredible you know to me to look back a month ago at how bad I felt about college football. And I'm not a negative guy. I'm a very positive guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a you know glass half full guy. It's rare that I'm down. It's rare that I'm concerned. I mean, I can have the worst stuff going on in my life, but I feel quite positive about things in general. And having the, 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 the conversations with people, around the the sports that we love and around college football, whether that's Brett Ciancia from Pick 6 Previews or or whomever, uh, Roddy Jones from the ACC Network. What's incredible to me is 
when I talked to these people over the past week with schedules coming out and getting a lineup of what things were going to look like, there was a positive vibe. There was a positive feeling. And then, incredibly, about 11 a.m. Saturday morning, the MAC announced that they weren't going to be playing in the fall, which they became the first team uh, or the first league in the FBS level to say across the board, we're not playing. The first league to do that. And it, sh- it, it sent shockwaves through college football. Incredible shockwaves that are still resonating today. Like you throw that proverbial stone in the water, and man, those waves are still bouncing out there. And and it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. COVID-19 or these conversations. We're going to talk about that here coming up. So my question for you out of the gate, is the college football season already in peril? I mean, in your opinion, and maybe it was before we even got schedules. Maybe it was over the entire summer. But I'm going to tell you the truth about this whole ordeal. And and and, and you may you may disagree, and that's fine. You got the right to disagree. I mean, heck, if we've learned something in the past six, eight months is people have the right to disagree. We did not eat the frog. Like the great Mark Twain said, you know, we didn't eat the frog in the morning. We looked at the frog. And I don't know if I've told you this analogy before, but I've talked to a lot of people about it. We looked at the frog. We thought, can we walk around the frog? Do we have to eat the frog? Does the fra- does anything else come with the frog? Like we did everything possible in March and April to not eat the frog. And I truly believe that had we eaten the frog, had we just dove right in on it and said, all right, we're going to minimize. So-. And, and look, it would have crashed and crushed so many businesses. And I hate it. It pains me. But it would have been the quick cutoff to hopefully being able to keep up with this virus like we've seen in some other countries. And we didn't do it. And, it, and, and, and so now here we are, August, we got a wildfire around us. We don't even know where to start spraying the water. So much so that we've reached the point where one of the justifications for playing is, well, you're, gonna, you're probably going to catch it anywhere, which also makes a lot of sense too. That also makes a lot of sense to me, too. The face of college football, the face of the Atlantic Coast Conference, many people would argue Trevor Lawrence has been out on social media over the weekend commenting and, 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 and trying to uh, push the narrative that you know these young men want to play. He tweeted yesterday, I don't know about y'all, but we want to play. He tweeted earlier today, let's work together to create a situation where we can play the game that we all that all of us love not divide and argue, there is a way forward. And I do agree there's a way forward. I do agree, but I don't think that way includes students being on campuses. And that's something that's difficult for a lot of people to, to, to hear. Because let me tell you, if you say, Swanee, we're putting college kids on campuses. We're going to put college kids in the dorm rooms. They're going to go to class. They're going to gallivant around town. They're going to go to the local bar. They're going to do this, that, and the other. We're going to try to make it as normal a college year as possible, even in the midst of a pandemic. Pandemic seems like a small word now, too, doesn't it? Like a pandemic comes along, I I picture like a couple of months of bad stuff. Dude, this feels like a lifestyle. Like a few years ago, I went through what I'd call a lifestyle change. I was never a heavy guy. I was never like, you know, putting on too much weight. But I said, yeah, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start, you know, getting the pecs a little, you know, a little Hulk Hogan action. 
And and you know, people are like, man, what 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 diet are you on? Like my sister looked at me one day, she said, I, I didn't even recognize you standing there because you know, I'd kind of morphed my physique a little bit to get a little less scrawny, a little less dad bod, which is if you didn't know, a good look. But uh in a little you know, a little more tone. And it wasn't a diet, it wasn't, oh, I'm gonna work that was a lifestyle change. This feels like a lifestyle change at this point. Like coronavirus, COVID-19 has been a part of my life so long. It's beginning to feel normal. I mean, I'm, I'm beginning to reach the point where I go, oh, well, hey, group hug. You know, it's like, that, like that's the usual. People in masks no longer look like they're ready to rob a train. People without masks look like they, they look like they don't like like they look like you know a little bit odd to me at this point. I see so many people with masks on. Seeing someone's face from you know here down is is uh, dating would be tough. Speaking of college and masks, dating would be tough. But um, from that standpoint, are we beginning to lose our grip on the college football season? Jig's dad chimes in and says, "In your best guess, what are the chances we see Syracuse at, at North Carolina?" Uh, opening weekend, more or less than 25%. Well, Jig's dad, on two fronts there, uh, I'm going to have to take your word that that's the opening game of the season for those two teams. I believe that is. And the reason I have to take your word on it is because I still have yet to sort of finalize and grasp all the all the games and, and what's going to be going on and, and kind of what order they're going to be presented in. But I am going to tell you this. Syracuse this week uh, is potentially the biggest conversation uh, that we've got in the Atlantic Coast Conference as the Orange finally hit the practice field after the players sit out, held out for two days, according to their athletic director, uh, John John Wildhack. And, and, and the athletic director at Syracuse urged the Atlantic Coast Conference to up their testing standards and protocols. So, let me tell you what we're talking about and why we're talking about this based on some of the things that I know here on the ACC tailgate part of twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football, the Chris Landry football family. So Thursday and Friday, Syracuse was supposed to practice. They did not. And it all came down to testing protocols and the concerns surrounding the protocols. Uh, Wild Hack, the AD, wrote that uh, at the request of the team, Syracuse will now test players twice per week starting uh, this coming week and urge the rest of the Atlantic Coast Conference to adopt the same protocols. Here's what Wild Hack said in the statement. Syracuse Athletics is committed to doing everything we can to support and protect the health and safety and well-being of our student-athletes, our staff in the campus, and the Syracuse communities. I'm going to point something out to you because this is when I believe college football comes crashing down in the fall, which I'm afraid it's going to. This is the phrase that you're going to hear. And 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 for every, as painful as it is, for probably every right reason, you're going to hear this. They want to protect the health, safety, and well-being of our student-athletes. End of story. That's That's... That's where this is going. That's why back in June I made the bold prediction. That's why when I was saying it in June, people were looking at me like I had a third eye in the middle of my head. But I could foresee that whether or not I want there to be college football, whether or not you want there to be college football, whether or not the coaches, the players, the fans, everybody wants there to be college football, 
the fact of the matter remains that when it comes down to it, the tenor of these conversations is going to yield towards protecting the health and well-being of the student-athlete. That is going to be it. And yes, the athletes can get injured playing the game every single time they step out on the field. And yes, the players can a player can be paralyzed playing the game that they love. And yes, and on and on and on. We understand that. What we don't understand is COVID-19. And we still don't know enough about it to go, yeah, you know what? It's okay if you go out there and it's okay if you get sick and we know how to treat it. And we got better ideas than we had in March. We're getting better. That's important. We're getting better. But I don't think we're going to be well off enough in less than a month. And I'm afraid the health and well-being of the student athletes is going to be the key cog in whether or not you get this game that you're hoping to get, Diggs. Wild Hack went on to say that that it's this is why, in consolation with the Onondaga County Health Department, medical professionals, and public health experts, we developed a comprehensive strategy that will allow our student athletes to safely train and compete in the upcoming season. The source, according to reports, said that other schools in the ACC, that they were worried about the other schools in the ACC as well as Liberty, who is Syracuse's non-conference opponent. Syracuse's players' decision to sit comes at a time where nationwide, whether that's the Big Ten, Pac-12, there is push for stringent safety measures. But what I have heard is that at some schools, if you test positive or had COVID-19, you're not being tested again until 30 days later. You know, the assumption being that you can't get COVID-19 twice. Those are assumptions that these other players aren't willing to have. Again, I've said this before and I'll say it again. While they are athletic, while they are in shape, while they are some of the, you know, probably the, the, the cream of the crop when it comes down to their respiratory systems and all of the things that you need and want from these student athletes. While they aren't labeled in your high risk category, they are in their parents' high risk category. And let me tell you, when mama says, you just do it. Redshirt freshman defensive lineman Cooper Dawson uh, out of the Charleston, South Carolina area who plays for Syracuse already uh, decided that he was going to opt out. And I think opt-outs are going to continue to be something that we talk about and hear about moving forward as well. Those opt-outs tend to lead us towards a conversation of the season coming to a abrupt halt, maybe even before it gets started as well. The more players step forward, again, we we truly had not seen a major, what I would label as a major factor in the college football playoff, have anyone step away. Until, I guess it was yesterday afternoon when our good buddies over at TigerBait.com reported uh, that Neil Farrell, who is a projected starting defensive end, or Farrell, Cleveland Cleveland Farrell, Neil Farrell, I'm not, those names, help me out, LSU Nation. Where do I, did I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable? Just wondering. 
Um, <laughs> but this kid's a, a projected starter defensive end, and he's decided to opt out of the 2020 season. Uh, we are seeing you know more and more of this from the standpoint uh, of the Atlantic Coast Conference as well. Again, I think the big names, you know, the the top of the mark teams are probably going to have fewer and fewer of these than some of the other ones. Greg Russo, the defensive lineman, stud defensive lineman at Miami, opting out uh, at the you know for the hurricane the hurricanes. So we we've seen it; it's there. And the question of are, are more players going to opt out? Is your favorite star going to opt out? You know, I, I I don't know. I think it really depends on what team you're rooting for. I mean, the consensus right now for the team that I cover on a regular basis, the Clemson Tigers, is those kids want to play. Uh, but we are slowly and progressively seeing more and more players opt out. And I don't think, and I haven't seen this, if you know the answer, feel free to message us, um, whether or not there's a timeline on when college athletes can opt out. I know that, that the professional leagues are really trying to you know, make an approach to, hey, we need this, we need you to tell us, we got to know. But I think from the standpoint of college sports, it's a little bit more open uh, in that sense. Uh, Jig's dad, I will say, to answer your question, we went, ar- we went around about it a, the, a long way. I think the odds that you have a first game right now is at less than 25%. I'm just going to let that, I'm going to let that marinate, let that soak in. But I, I do believe that the odds, Jig's dad, that you have the season that you want is less than 25%. And it's it's not a it's not a great place to be. You, you feel like you know what you feel like. You feel like you're crushing hopes and dreams. It's the day you find out your kid didn't make the soccer team and you gotta break it to him because the coach sent the text message or the email. It's the day you walked into the locker room as a kid. You looked up at that roster and you slowly went down the list and you didn't see Jig's dad there. Your heart was broken. You didn't make the basketball team. That's what this feels like. Again, the ACC tailgate, Sundays at 7, Wednesdays at 7. Those are church-going days where I come from in the deep south. (laughs) But uh, we'll be here for you, 7 p.m. Eastern. Sundays and Wednesdays. But the great thing about being a part of the twitch.tv Chris Landry football network is man, the plethora of shows that are out there and available. I was on with the, are you serious guys the other day? That was so much fun to get to kind of do a little round table and, and chat them, chat it all up uh, with them. And then of course we've got all of our wonderful shows covering recruiting the NFL draft, free agency, pregame, postgame, fantasy football. I mean, it is, it is a, here's the great thing about it. Like, if you're looking for a home for sports coverage that gives you a little, you know, we're dabbling in all markets. This is like the Neapolitan ice cream of, of sports shows on Twitch and sports networks on Twitch. You know, And we're going to dive in and keep rocking and rolling with you uh, throughout. Jig's dad says he believes the 14th is the deadline. 
And and even still, if that's the collegiate deadline, Jig's dad, I'd have to look it up. Even still, you can't stop these kids from opting out after the fact, right? You can't stop a kid from playing at any time anyway. So it's kind of a, a weird, weird scenario. Jig's dad also says if students don't return to campus and just football players are on campus, they might have a chance. Listen, this is the argument. This is the argument that I have been making for a while because it, it it's twofold and it's and, and and I'm gonna give it to you a couple of ways here, Jig's dad. Okay, and I'm just gonna be I'm listen. Here's the great thing: just letting my hair down on this show tonight. There are people out there that would say, "Well, Swanee, if the college students." If the college students are on campus, then why can't the kids play football? Right? Like, if if it's liability from the university standpoint or the athletic department standpoint or whatever, but you're willing to let students return to campus, then why can't these kids play football? Dude, it makes so much sense. Safe enough to come to class? Not safe enough to play football? Does COVID-19 have, uh, you know, is there some special COVID-19 protection for you in the classroom that doesn't exist on the gridiron? Like, that's one of the arguments that people have made. My My argument is the opposite. I'm like, look, the students should not come back to campus at all if we're going to play football. But what do you mean? If we're playing football, why can't the students come back to campus? Because we need the bubble that Jig's dad's bringing up. We need the bubble that the NBA has. I would even make the argument that college football, (laughs) I would make the argument that college football has a greater bubble if the students don't come back to campus than the NBA does. I mean, I think this is a perfect scenario. College campuses, for the most part, are isolated. If there's no college kids around and these guys don't have to go to class and they can do everything online, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Jig's dad says he has less hair than I do. You don't have much then, Jig. Because I'm about three days days late on a shave. Me and Jig's, we've been mistaken for Mr. Clean and Daddy Warbucks. More, more Mr. Clean. Am I right, Jigs? Well, well, maybe I don't know. Maybe Jigs might be on that Dave Ramsey. Jigs might have a couple of mil in the bank just sitting there shaving his head for fun. <laughs> I'm shaving it because I don't have to pay what it costs to go to the barber. See what, I, see what I'm saying? Beans and rice, rice and beans. Uh, from that standpoint, when I think we look at the whole thing, it, it, it goes, you know, it goes both ways. Like you can't put, I, I don't see how you can put college kids on campus and say we're not going to play college football. That's ridiculous. The problem is, if you put college kids on campus, I don't see how you play college football. I asked Trevor Lawrence this week. I said, Trevor, I, I said, you know, are you worried about when the college kids get back to school? You should have seen his eyeballs. Look like they're going to pop out of his head. Of course, he's concerned. He might not be concerned about Trevor. He's concerned about everybody else. He's concerned about the guys that he can't control. You can only control yourself. He's worried about the guys that aren't engaged. He's worried about the guys that haven't been around, 
you know, females in a while that are going to want to go out, that are going to want to, you know, co-mingle with, with co-eds and this, that, and the other. There's real concern if the students are back on campus. And if you play football, you got the people that are going to argue, well, why can't the kids be on campus? we got to create the bubble. That's the only way you get through this. I am convinced. you got to create the bubble. You've got to simulate what the NBA has been able to simulate. You can sort of do it on campus. It's not ideal. My niece goes to, to, to school in the Atlantic Coast Conference. It's not going to be fun if you can't be back on campus. Parents are going to look at the university. How dare you? But this is the only way to make it work. The only way. And I certainly do not begrudge the young men at Syracuse. By the way, they did get on the practice field this weekend. They're getting back after it. Dino Babers, who, uh, outside of not being willing to wear some of my fantastic shades, I had some Ray-Bans that looked perfect for a Syracuse guy. He wouldn't put them on. I guess his military background with his father wouldn't allow him to wear sunglasses in a building. I don't know. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that front because I thought they were good-looking shades, Coach. They did finally get back out there on the gridiron and are trying to make a move. Now, I mentioned earlier, and we got about about 10 minutes left in the program today, a little more than 10 minutes here, and we'll be back on Wednesday at 7 o'clock, twitch.tv slash chrislandryfootball. So I mentioned an argument that I thought was pretty valid as well as to a reason to go back, and this came... Uh, also, ironically, out of Tigertown, uh, Darian Rencher, who is a backup running back for Clemson, uh, tweeted, if you told me I could only get COVID-19 playing football, then that's a no-brainer not to play. He said, but the fact is, we can get COVID being anywhere, doing anything, and if we cancel the season, it'll still be here after the fact. I'm going to tell you, those are those are pretty wise words from a senior backup running back at Clemson University. Because the point that he is making is valid in a multitude of ways, but most notably valid because his thought process behind it is, I could catch this anywhere. Why can't I? Why can't we just play this game? If I could catch it at the grocery store, I can catch it at my mom's house. I can catch it walking down the street. I can catch it licking a you know licking a stop sign. Why can't I try to, you know, why can't I play and hope I don't catch it on the gridiron? I'll tell you, for a young man, it's a smart, smart way to look at it in terms of, you know, rationalizing why I, why he feels like it's okay to just go out there. I get it, the, you know, I can get it at McDonald's. I can get it anywhere. I want to play the game that I love. I want to play. I want to be out there and play. The problem comes into, when we start talking about litigation from a potential student athlete's death and the weight of that. And we see more and more news and, and conversations around the big 10 and the pac 12 potentially moving uh, to the fall or excuse me to the spring. I don't know why that's so difficult moving to the spring and what that would do You know, according to multiple reports, the Big Ten presidents are, quote, ready to pull the plug on fall sports. It's not every Big Ten president that's out there. 
Uh, we've also heard some crazy stuff. Uh, I, I don't even know this guy. His name's Danny Ross. Danny Ross apparently believes that there's a chance that this year in some wackadoo world, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, and Nebraska will play in the Big 12 if the Big 10 decides they're not going to play ball. Chalk that up on your list of things that you never thought you'd hear in 2020. I mean, I, I I just, you know, if the Big Ten says they're not playing, there might be a couple of schools who say that they think that they'll just play elsewhere for a year. I'm telling you, folks, these are the most unprecedented times we've ever witnessed. I thought that in my life, September 11, 2001, I was 24 years old. I thought then that that day would easily be the single most significant moment and memory that I had in my life. I thought it would be my Pearl Harbor. I thought it would be my John F. Kennedy. I thought it would be that moment when my kids sat me down when I'm getting older or with my grandkids and they said, they said, I don't know where they're going to call me. Swanee, I like it. Papa Swanee, what was the most significant thing that you ever witnessed in your life? I thought it would be 9-11. I certainly never envisioned like some science fiction movie, the biggest, most significant moment would become this virus that has engulfed not just the United States of America, but the world that we don't, have a cure for like as Americans we're like we're gonna cure this thing the worst of the worst shows up at your front door we're like we're Americans we can fight this but an invisible enemy that we know very little about that we're in constant conflict with trying to figure it out and it's also while not intelligent I'm not a doctor and I did not stay to Holiday Inn Express last night. But while it's not technically intelligent, it morphs and changes and makes it more difficult to slow down. This has become the single greatest story in my life from the standpoint of the impact that it has had, of the effects on, on the world and on our country, from economics to sports. I mean, it's wiped everything out. It's wiped everything out. And as a fan of these sports, I want them, man. I can taste it more than anything. As a guy that talks about sports and in the business of talking about sports, I want to see it, but I got to be real too. When you show up to this show, Sunday nights at 7, Wednesday nights at 7, the one thing you can trust is I'm going to tell you the truth about things. You're not going to get fluff. You're not going to get told about how great you are. Unless you were great. You're going to get the real talk. Here on the ACC tailgate. And. Where we are today. I think the 25% note to kick off the season. Like Jig's dad said. I think it's in peril man. I think it's less than 25%. I think that the face of college football. And a guy like Trevor Lawrence can stand out. uh, On the top of a mountain and yell. About what he wants to see happen. But his Big Ten presidents and chancellors continue to discuss the future of football in those leagues, 
you talk about a monumental moment. Sources currently telling The Athletic that the Big Ten presidents and chancellors are meeting later tonight to discuss the state of the fall sports season. Nicole Auerbeck, not sure, not clear if anything will come from that vote. Matt Jones, I'm going to do a little digging on Matt Jones real quick. Matt Jones has 207,000 followers. He's the creator of Kentucky Sports Radio. Reported 36 minutes ago that the Big Ten commissioners have let the SEC folk know they would be canceling the season by Tuesday. He said he just got a text. The Big Ten will announce they are canceling college football this fall, likely tomorrow. I thought I'll, I'll say this, and this will be the last thing here today. And I, I you know, look, I, I don't know what what things are going to look like down the road. I honestly don't. But I feel like I would ride this thing right up to the wire, man. I would not. I would not pull the plug too soon. I would ride it out to the wire. But if this is the case, the one storyline I would have at this point would be that it would be the Big Ten and not the Pac-12. Like if you just said to me, Swan, who cancels first? No offense to the Pac-12. Not me, but I mean that's a league that I thought had enough momentum to back off of it. Like they're invested in football. We know that. They we understand the importance of football across the country. But the Big Ten with Ohio State, the number two team in the country, Michigan, the winningest program of all time, Nebraska, and one of the greatest runs of success we've ever seen, winning three out of four national titles from 94 to 97. I mean, on and on and on. That league is just built with stalwarts in the college football industry. You're telling me that's the league that's going to you know, pull the plug on the fall. I don't know, man. The tenor around, the conversations, the vibes that I get about college football right now are not good. And I've been hearing it for from a while, for a while from a lot of different people in the business. Um from different parts of the country. And these are the moments that I think back in March if we'd have eaten the frog we wouldn't be dealing with right now. You wanted to look at the frog, didn't you? I don't want to. I don't want to eat the frog, and we didn't. So here we are. You know the ACC tailgate. We'll be back on Wednesday with possibly a football season looming. Maybe not. It's wide open. But there are a lot of stories right now out there, and from fan bases uh, from coast to coast. Fan bases up and down the Eastern Seaboard and the Atlantic Coast Conference. There are still so many questions out there. And I know you want to see your team play. I know you want to see them get out there on the gridiron and do their thing. But right now, it seems to be in peril. I hope I have better news by Wednesday. We got to get out of here again. Twitch, 
twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football. LandryFootball.com on Twitter at LandryFootball. Don't forget about the smorgasbord of shows that are out there. On our network for you throughout the week, follow the guide, the lineup, Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons fight song taking us out today. They brought us in. They take us home. We'll be playing an Atlantic Coast Conference-themed intro and outro here on the ACC tailgate. I am Lawton Swan. You can follow me to keep up with everything in the world of college football. At Clemson Sports, as we cover the number one ranked Clemson Tigers for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We'll be back Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Till then, as always, y'all take care now, and we'll talk to you next time. Time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.